You're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal, Justin. And I'm your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, I am so, so good. Yeah. Father's Day weekend. It's looking good in here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, yeah, you man. so much. Uh, before we get moving on to that, happy Father's Day. Thank you. You too, sir. Happy thank, Father's thank Day. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, as you mentioned, it's looking good in here. This is my Father's Day gift. It's gorgeous. Oh, it is. Uh, at, for those of us, for those of you that can't see, I will post pictures on Instagram, but my wife and kids helped me build a glorious wall behind me and at our kind of rearranged the room a little bit there behind our recording station is this wall of industrial pipe shelving for all of my liquor and all of my tobacco. Yeah. And it's full. You guys did a really good job. (laughs) Thanks. It looks really, really good. Thank you. We, uh, we worked really hard on the last couple of days. Um, and I thought it turned out swell. I can actually see all of my whiskeys now. I can see most of my tobaccos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it is packed pretty tight up there. Mm-hmm, I think I'm going to have to put more shelving along that wall at some point. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So floor to ceiling, though. That's crazy. This floor to ceiling of glorious whiskey and tobacco and some rum and some tequila. Got some mixing stuff up there up top. That's not going to stay up there forever. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 still in uh, some organizational chaos at the moment. But I love it. I'm super excited. It was a great Father's Day present. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. What'd you do for Father's Day? Well, um, tomorrow, to, to, technically, we're we're recording this on Saturday. Tomorrow's technically Father's Day. Yeah, I'm going to see my father. Uh, we're going. I'm going to Terre Haute tomorrow. Gonna hang out with with my dad and my brother Pete, my second oldest brother. Um, his birthday was last week. Okay, so I got him a nice little, uh, nice little gift. He's actually a cigar smoker. Um, and he's one of my. I don't know. I find it easiest to buy gifts for him because I can just buy him some cigars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I've gotten him a few things that, like, I got him a a Herford Durf, whatever it's called, like the little travel herford durf durf durfer yeah the herford durf durf travel durfer and it's like it's like a i don't know like a four or five cigar humidor mm-hmm. that he can take traveling that's like a hard shell plastic thing and he loves it um he's a golfer too so one year i got him um it's like a little stand for your cigar that you yes. stick into the ground and so you can put a cigar down and you know swing his club oh yeah i was thinking the type that clips onto the uh golf cart have you seen those? Oh, no. It clips onto the railing of the golf cart and it holds your cigar there. I think he usually walks it, though. Mm. You know what? I think he, he used to walk it, but I think he drives now because I think he'll take his wife and she just drives and he just drinks and plays golf. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. I know. For him. Um, but yeah, I, I should definitely look into that for sure. But this year I got him um, like a little 15 cigar travel humidor. Durfer, 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 durfer. It's, it, no, this one's a wooden one. It's oh, okay. more fancy. Mm. And so I got him that and, you know, like a cutter and a few cigars. Nice. So I'm excited to give him that gift. And so we're going to tear out uh, tomorrow and going to hang out with the fam and they're making brats and burgers or brats and hot dogs, I think. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. It'd be a good time. Hang out with the fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Had my father's day today. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I and the family got together and we went out to the park and uh, did some fishing not much catching. I didn't catch a single fish today. That sounds fun. Not really. Yeah. No. Um, fishing is great. Catching's better. Yeah. Um, I mean, fishing and not catching is better than a day at work. You would probably disagree. I'd rather go to work, yeah. <laughs> fish are icky tonight. Um, I enjoy my job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, uh, Sarah caught two fish. Hannah caught one, and that was of all of us. Wow. 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 So your wife and your littlest child. Yeah. Are the only people that caught fish today. Yeah. Out of eight of us. Wow. Wow. That is a that's a rough day, guy. It was rough, man. Father's Day and only Especially, women. Especially like, you know when dads go out fishing, they do very little fishing. They do more like getting line ready for their kids and like baiting hooks and taking fish off lines. Luckily for me, at least I didn't have to take a whole bunch of fish off the line because we didn't catch a whole bunch of fish. Yeah, I can imagine that would be arduous. 
Yeah. When you're when you have four kids, mm-hmm. taking your four kids fishing is literally just them fishing and you baiting hooks and taking fish off of hooks. Do you think if my kid gets old enough wants to go fishing, she can go with you guys or sure. <laughs> I mean <laughs> your wife likes fishing. She does, yeah. She can tag along with us. Okay. Yeah. And then you can just like I don't know, go play pickleball with the old guys at the park. I would love to do that. There's pickleball at um they have pickleball courts at uh Shady Side. They do? Yeah. I'm going to have to go get a pickleball paddle bat. <laughs> it's thing. like not quite tennis, but a little bit bigger than ping pong. Yeah. Somebody told me that it's like a, a weird cross between tennis and ping pong. There you go. Or maybe, I don't remember what it was. The bats are a little bit bigger and kind of squarer. They're like almost like a rectangle. Yeah. Um, and With rounded corners. But yeah, but they're flat. Yeah. They don't have like the netting or whatever the yeah, yeah, yeah. rackets have. Yeah. Anyway, we have a loaded episode today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loaded. No more small talk because we got a lot to get through. A lot of whiskey to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's, you know, talking about, we're talking about gifts. You bought a gift for the podcast this week. You stumbled oh, yeah. across a uh, hard to find bottle. I did. Uh, you know, I thought you buy literally all of the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I stumbled across this bottle. It's one of my regular spots. The guy was like, hey, just so you know. I got this bottle in the back, and it's uh, Eagle Rare, the 10-year. Nice. Um, so I think we're going to enjoy that next week. Yes, next week. That is our blend, or not our blend, our whiskey that we're going to be drinking next week. And I, I've Neither of us have ever had it, have we? Uh, I've never had I've never had it, no. Okay, I couldn't. I was trying to remember, because I know Russ was going to bring it, but I couldn't remember if he brought it, and I just didn't try it. Uh, I, no, we did not get, we had Blanton's and that's Kirkland's. Right. That's right. So yeah, next week we will be um, drinking Eagle Rare, courtesy of Nate, and we will be smoking Blockade Runner by Cornell and Deal, courtesy of The Mike Lading. I can't wait. Yes, our Bill of Lading blend. Thank you, Mike. Uh, so yeah, next next week, Blockade Runner and Eagle Rare. Can um, I say something real quick? Yeah. Uh, before we move on. Before we get too far into this, I just wanted to take a second real quick and say thank you. I, this is the greatest community in the entire world, pipe smoking community. I 100% agree. Um, after the last episode, and I told people why I wasn't on the previous episode, um, because of you know Daisy passing, I had so many people message me on Instagram um, or text me. Um, I was very blown away, and it was just really unexpected. Um, it, it really meant a lot to me. That's awesome. Um, I mean, at least 10 people, are, you know, that's pushing our limit of listeners. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just, I, you know, it's just, I don't know. It was just kind of, it made, it hit me in the feels a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. I can't name everybody, but um, there was a lot of people and it, it was very appreciated. So if you're listening to this and you said something to me, I just want to let you know, I appreciate it. Um, so thank you, everybody. Hey, that's great, man. Similarly, regarding our friends that are surrounding our community. Yeah. Uh, last week, we had our powwow. Oh, yeah, the our, pop-up. Our pop-up, our pop-up, our pop-up powwow. Pop-up powwow. We uh, had a group of us got together and met up at Mrs. Cinewa Cigar Company. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. We had a, a very good time, yeah. It, it just, we were there forever, too. We got there at 7. We started it at seven. We got there a little bit earlier because we had some Chinese food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was delicioso. It was very good. That's Spanish. Delicioso is a bad way to describe Chinese food, right? It was. No, don't even try. Domo arigato. <laughs> <laughs> it was robotic. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we had, we went to the, we had the powwow there. We had, um, Man, I'm trying to think of everybody. It was, it was me, Mrs. Codger, you, uh, Kirk, Russ, Brian, Stranger for Cabela's, a.k.a. Tyler. Am I missing somebody? There were seven of us there, wasn't there? Yeah, anyway. If, if we missed somebody, I'm sorry. It, we, we had a great time, though. I appreciate sure everybody. Yeah. Uh, so glad for those of you guys that came out on such short notice. I mean, like less than 24 hours notice. Yeah. Russ had like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. I, I did not expect him to be there. <laughs> Russ drove up from friggin' northwest side of Indy mm-hmm. 
and uh, met us up there. And Tyler came from the cent- north central side of in the north side. Mm-hmm. Um, had it just had a great time. Like it very much smelled like uh, smelt. Uh, it definitely smelled like it too. Um, it felt like like the smoking tent atmosphere. It did. Um, I brought my suitcase and. I brought my suitcase. <laughs> I brought my suitcase and put it up on the table. Um, and nobody smoked out of it. Actually, no, they did. <laughs> I was happy because um, Tyler is, he's still not a very, uh, the stranger from Cabela's, he's not a super experienced pipe smoker. So he came over and was asking me some um, uh, suggestions from my case. Yeah. So I gave him a couple and uh, he liked one more than the other, but um, Kirk got to try some. But Good. Brian Canada was there and he, hooked me up with some uh, cabbie mixture from Samuel Gaywith. Nice. It was delicious. Yeah. Stuff's so good. It was it was just so good. Like I brought some of those bill of lading blends and a couple people yeah. tapped into yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just had a fantastic time. Like, like I said, it felt like the smoking tent or smoking lounge atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, but very much pipe show feeling. Uh, we didn't have a show. We didn't have any tables set up or anything like that. It was just a bunch of pals that got together and we just hung out. Mrs. Codger had a blast. Good. People finally got to meet Mrs. Codger. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it was just such a good time. We we have to do that more often. Like we really need to put some effort into planning that because I, I just realized like I get that not all of our listeners are around here, and I don't ever want to exclude the listeners that are further away. But you know, yeah. I, if I can't get with them, I might as well get with somebody close, right? Right. And, you know, I was just so happy. Like, it made me so happy when Tyler showed up because Tyler's not, uh, aka Stranger of Cabela's, Stranger from Cabela's. Um, he's been involved with me a lot because he goes duck hunting with me. Um, but to see him get involved in the pipe community was just amazing for me. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, not only been on the podcast, but he came to the to the powwow and got to know people that also listen to the podcast and while we were there i found out he's been listening to some of the other podcasts cheater um <laughs> no i'm glad he has but he joined the galactic get piped pipe club yeah yeah and this is this made me so proud dude i'm still beaming about this <laughs> his his username on the galactic get pipe pipe club or just on discord in general is stranger from cabela's i was like yes i created this nickname for this guy it's gonna and stick it stuck yeah it's and it was even better like when he joined people were like oh my gosh it's stranger from cabela's like people knew who he was that's so awesome it just felt like a major success yeah that's awesome and you know i i've just been like on cloud nine since that event like uh i had so much fun sarah had so much fun she definitely wants to be involved more often she said it was so cool to like get to know some of the people that she hears us talk about all the time oh yeah and everybody seemed to like her a lot and she Not really like she's awesome no she is she's an amazing person um but anyway that was our our powwow details we had such a great time thank you guys that showed up we definitely want to do it again we'll plan a different location next time just to kind of shake it up move it around you know and we'll definitely give more notice next time <laughs> yes i'm terrible at planning so nate is now officially in charge of all of our planning let's not gonna be good. <laughs> no, we'll show up half an hour late. Oh no, I'll, I'll plan. I'm gonna plan the heck out of this. But no, it was it was a great time. Uh, we had some drinks and uh, had some smokes. You know, like I said, we shared some bill of lighting blends. We're smoking a bill of lighting blend tonight. We're oh, yeah. tapped into Cornell and Deal's crooner because we wanted to do a Scotch episode tonight, guys. Scotch, the classy whiskey. You know, it's you just feel like one of the Rat Pack when you're drinking some Scotch. I do feel fancy. You feel a little fancy, right? It's, yeah. it's the makes me want to sing. Yeah, fly me to the moon. I won't keep singing. I'll spare you guys that. I hope that came through really well on your car stereo. <laughs> Do the one about uh, how he wants to be himself. What's that song? I did it my way. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Come on, just anyway, do the we're, we're drinking some scotch tonight. We're gonna learn some stuff about scotch. This is probably gonna be the most educational episode of pipes pours and pals we've ever had i'm excited because i know nothing about scotch i am gonna try to learn you i'm gonna try to learn you tonight but let's talk quickly about crooner oh okay this is a very this is an obscure blend man this is it's odd i mean it's just different yeah i guess that's the same as odd Mm -hmm. 
obscure. Yeah. It's one of Adrian's favorites. The room note's not pleasant. I'm not a big fan. It's got a pretty off-putting room note. There was a couple times where you're smoking it while I was talking before we were recording. And I was like, what's that smell? Really? Yeah. Did you shower before you came over? I did not. I've been working in the yard all day. Um, maybe that's what it is. It Sorry, be. crooner. I asked my wife. I was like, do I stink? And she was like, no, I would tell if you did. I said, I know you would. It's definitely the crooner. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's it's kind of got an off-putting room note. Yeah, it's not pleasant. Not really. No. You know what this reminds me of? Before you tell us anything about this, I'm I'm going to give unprompted. So, th- Okay. And I won't cut this out if I'm completely wrong based on what you read, but this tastes like haunted bookshop was kept in the same cabinet, probably like three doors down in the cabinet, in the medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. as Vicks Vapor Rub. Mm. And it's like. So it's like a strong burly with some medicinal hints? Yeah, it's like a. It's got that. Dark cocoa, maybe like a dark coffee t- taste there. Got a little bit of a bitterness. Um, kind of a chalky mouthfeel. And those are all three things that I get from um, Haunted Bookshop. Okay. And then this deer tongue, I'm guessing it's the deer tongue is giving like a slight, faint, faint, faint menthol super faint mm. anyway you can read about yeah I'm not, I, I'm not picking up on the menthol too much um, maybe not menthol it's just like a, a hint of this tastes like cigarettes with a hint of mint mm. well according to tobaccoreviews.com Cornell and Deal crooner a specially cut cube style burley and deer tongue tobacco Cornell and Deal's crooner is an authentic copy of Bing Crosby's private blend shared with CND by one of his closest friends who apparently wanted to remain anonymous. It is manufactured and blended by Cornell and Deal. Um, it con- contents are just burly. Flavoring is deer tongue. It is a cube cut. And it's not, it doesn't have a lot of good ratings. <laughs> it's not, not, it's not great. But yeah, this is the, I think the, to me, I'm getting a lot of the burly notes that you talked about. Um, and there's something about the deer tongue that is, to me, slightly off-putting. Yeah, same. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. I, I would, I would be willing to give this a couple more bowls just to make sure, but uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards, I probably wouldn't go buy this. So I'm sorry, yeah. Adrian. Yeah. It, it, again, not a review. We're, we don't review tobaccos because this is our first bowl of the, well, this is our first bowl from this batch that we were given. Yeah. Um, I think Nate's had it before. Yeah. I had one bowl yeah. after Mule so, uh By it, by all means, not a review at all. It's just telling you what, you, what we're smoking tonight, guys. Um, that's what we're going with every week is here. We're just telling you the different things we're smoking and giving you some thoughts we have along the way. Anyway, the moment you guys have all been waiting for. Let's talk about scotch. Mm-hmm. While you sit there and enjoy your crooner, mm-hmm. and you feel like you are just lounging in a Bing Crosby at a Bing Crosby concert, mm-hmm. smoking your crooner in your merchant service Bing, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know we're smoking. I got to smoke mine out of a Savinelli Bing's favorite, and Nate doesn't have one. I wanted to rub that in, um, and so he has a. A knockoff of a Bing's favorite. He has a Merchant Services Bing. Actually, I, I like that a lot. I actually yeah. like it more than the Savinelli Bing. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pipes. I own. It, it's a fancy pipe, dude. Like that's, it's a dandy pipe. It's got like that pencil shank. Oh yeah, it's got the pencil shank, that aluminum band or whatever that is, that stainless steel band. It's just classy looking, dandy, dapper, classy. Like you look like you should be wearing a three-piece tux. I wish I was wearing a three-piece suit. A suit, yeah. I'm not a huge tux guy. You should have like have your hair slicked back. It's greasy wearing a three-piece enough. suit. I probably could right now. Maybe a maybe a pocket watch. Mm. You should probably be dressed like uh, 
um, the guy from Dark Fire Leather. <laughs> yeah. The dapperest dude in pipe smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Ed? Yeah, Ed. Yeah, he's definitely close to being... There's a few other guys that'll give him a run for his money. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that guy that came around and had that, he bought that gun-shaped pipe? He did, yeah. He's wearing like a three-piece wool suit. Yeah, the and a hat. <laughs> Man, it was so hot yeah. there. He was wearing a three-piece wool suit. He had a hat like a fedora on. He did. He did. He did, indeed. Anyway, um, before we get into the scotch, mm-hmm. I text you this week, and I told you I was making a change to my seven-day seven desert island rotation. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it. I've got two going bye-bye. Well, just in case people haven't heard that episode, why don't you give them a tell yeah, them so exactly we, what So we did an is. episode very early on. It was in our first 50 episodes. Yeah. Um, I would say probably in our first 25 episodes. I think it was like in our first 10. Probably, we can keep going down and down and down. It's not our first it episode, our, but it was, it was our one second. Our, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just um, but we did a uh, Desert Island episode. Like if you could all, if you go to Desert Island, what were the seven blends you could take with you to smoke? You know, one for each day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember what our original ones were because I've changed mine and you've changed yours. Um, but my my list cons- currently consists of Prince Albert Match Twenty, Quiet Nights, Mississippi River Rum Barrel Aged, Plum Pudding, Capstan Ready Rubbed in the Blue. And Voodoo Queen. Mm-hmm. And I am going to remove two from that, or replace two from that list. Because I have really grown out of love with two on that list. Oh, and one is yeah. going to, maybe both are going to surprise you. Which you can see on the board because I have hash marks next to them. Yeah, Nate is looking in in shock right now. I am. One of them was going to be my guess, but I would have never have guessed you're taking that off. Yeah. So take a guess the first one that you are not surprised by. The one that I would have guessed off that list was Quiet Nights. Yeah, I'm taking Quiet Nights off. Not because I don't like Quiet Nights. It's I've just grown away from it. I've grown out of love with Quiet Nights. It's not a bad blend by any means, mm-hmm. but I have found that I have different tastes in English blends now, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm replacing it with Chelsea Morning. Really? Yeah. Also, a Greg Peace blend. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Chelsea Morning, I've it's been kind of my go-to lately. English. Really? I enjoy it very much with a cup of coffee. Very much with a cup of coffee. Interesting. I'll have to revisit that in the yeah. winter. Uh, it's a very, very, very light English. You might enjoy it during the summertime, especially like on a cool day. Is that the one he told you to try? For- yeah. Yeah. He told me, Greg himself was like, you should try this one. Well, I like the other one better. Uh, the curmudgeon on a can? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, it's pretty good. Uh, but I told him I liked curmudgeon on a can. He's like, just try Chelsea morning. Because I asked him, I was like, what's, you know, what's something I can replace it with? Because Curmudgeon on a Can was a one-off mm-hmm. for the NASPC show. Um, and he said, try Chelsea Morning. I think you'll like it. And I've fallen in love with it. I'm going to have to give it another try. Because I, I bought some after he said that. And I tried it. And I was like, this isn't even, I didn't think it was like close enough to be compared similarly to Curmudgeon on a Can. I don't know. I, I'm not, I mean... That's pretty gutsy of you to sit here and argue with <laughs> I'm not arguing with Greg the man. Peace. I would never argue with Greg <laughs> Lemoyne Peace. You've already said that one. I we need to make a list of I know of, of the ones we've said. Well, we need to make a list of names that start with L. Greg Luxembourg Peace. Greg Luxembourg Peace. I like it. Oh this makes th- I'm gl- I'm glad you did this because now I I'm gonna have to revisit Chelsea Morning. I, I'm I'm taking Quiet Nights off, not because Quiet Nights is a bad blend by any means. I I do love Quiet Nights. If I had to pick between the two, I only get to smoke one of them for the rest of my life on a desert island. I'm picking Chelsea Morning as at this point in my life. Okay. Because I feel like I could smoke it in the wintertime, I could smoke it in the summertime. Quiet Nights is kind of a winter-fall thing for me. I'm dying to hear this other one. Yeah, the other one, um, I have a new favorite tobacco. 
I, I have a new favorite tobacco. Okay. It's something I've been smoking pretty much every day for the last month and a half, two months. And I... I know what it is. I I actually would hesitate... I'm slightly hesitant to say this, but I'm kind of excited to say this. I think I found my tobacco. I think I found my tobacco. You have You have your tobacco, right? Like... If you had to pick one tobacco blend to smoke for the rest of your life, you have that tobacco, right? You've, you, I, you, I, I don't anymore. You don't? Okay. No. Well, it, for me, it would have been David off Flake Medallions. Okay. Because that's historically been my favorite. Well, uh, this is always subject to change. But as of lately, I have been loving a certain blend. And I'm going to remove a blend that is very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. That has been historically a daily go-to for me. I'm removing Prince Albert off of my list. Yes, 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 yes. The coffee pot codger is removing the only codger from my list. Yeah, seriously. From my list. I, I could live without it, I think. Okay. But what are you replacing it with? This one's going to shock you. I think I might know what it is, but I want, I want to hear you say it. What are you going to take a guess? Take a guess. Is it Luxury Bullseye Flake? Yes, you nailed it, dude. It's Luxury Bullseye Flake. I mean, I get a luxury bullseye flake is delicious. It's some people say it's you know David off Flake Medallions, the exact the same thing basically. And I do love me some luxury bullseye flake, but I just can't believe you're removing your only burly conjure blend. Yeah, I I don't know, man. So you have one, two, three, four, five Latakia blends of the seven are Latakia blends. So you're only going to have. Caps him, ready for a blue, and luxury bullseye flag. They are all very different English blends. Though. You say that <laughs> you say that like so. I'll have Chelsea Morning, Match Twenty, Mississippi River Rum Barrel Aged. Not, I mean, it's an English technically, but it's not like Englishy, Englishy. Mm-hmm. Plum pudding, also not Englishy, Englishy. And it's got like that ketchupiness to it, the whole shebang. I mean, okay, it's a very unique blend. I think it's pretty diverse. I ain't been smoking a lot of Burleys. Well, I mean, it's your list. It's not my list. I'm not going to argue with you about what you should put on there. I think I mean, you've got you've got freaking cult blood red moon on there, dude. Yeah, because I'm going for variety. Okay, well, I'm going for you've got you have cult blood red moon and Rivendell on there. Yep, I have two aromatics. I have two Englishes. I don't know. As of right now, it may change next week. Yeah, but as of right now, that's what I'm going with. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I, I love luxury bullseye flake. Well, you'll have Davidoff flake medallions. If we're on the same desert island, you've got plenty for me to pick from. Yeah, and I know that you like the blends that I got on my list. Yeah, so I mean. There's not a problem here, man. There's just not a problem. And I do want to say, my brother's name is David. Uh huh. So I say David off a lot, and I know it's pronounced Davidoff. <laughs> you got called out for this. I got, I got called out about it <laughs> one time on Instagram. So I just wanted to say, I know a minute ago I said Davidoff Flake Medallions, and I know it's Davidoff. So please forgive me, and I'll try to say it correctly from now on. No, you won't. I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> anyway, now we can get to... Finally. <laughs> Nate's like, I am ready to drink. I haven't been drinking anything. Scotch. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And I will say, because of the amount that you have here, I didn't get a beer or anything else. So I am That's thirsty. a wise call. <laughs> I am thirsty. Um, well, let me pour you a little bit more of this. We're doing really small pours because I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let me get to my toes. Eight scotches out here on the table and we're trying every single one of these tonight and we're doing very small pours we're very small Nate has to drive home after this very small pours um but scotch we've talked to people about scotch in the past nate himself was of this persuasion that oh i don't like scotch i don't like peat i don't like smokiness right and it is a huge huge misconception about scotch Scotch is far more diverse than most other whiskeys, actually. In my opinion, scotch is the most diverse type of whiskey out there. So, let me preface all of this with a gigantic, 
gigantic red ribbon around this package that reads on that ribbon when you unfold it that says, we know absolutely nothing. And there's likely some misinformation here in here that I'm about to give you. Okay. So I know, I know, I know I'm not perfect. I'm going to misstate something. I'm going to tell something and you're like, that's not, that's not right. You're an idiot. Tell me it's fine. I know I'm an idiot. But anyway, did you do research at all? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, kind (laughs) of, this is going to be like 75% stuff. I'm all about that. You know, so scotch. All right. We're not going to be talking about a whole lot of tasting notes and stuff tonight. I want people to understand a 10,000 foot view of scotch. Okay. Scotch number one must be made in Scotland. There you go. Was quizzing Nate. There's no something. I'm just <laughs> must be made in Scotland to be called Scotch. Um, reading these bottles, you see a lot of different things. Like this says blended malt Scotch whiskey, Lowland single malt Scotch whiskey, Isla single malt Scotch whiskey. You see a lot of different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Scotch is, there are debates about this, but Scotch is broken up into kind of five main regions uh, where they're produced. You have uh, Isla Scotches and Island Scotches. They're kind of in the same category. Uh, Isla, uh, it's spelled Isla, but it's pronounced Isla. Scotches are um, from a very, very small region in the southwest of Scotland. Okay. They're, they're islands. Um, they are historically and generally the smoky scotches. So things like Ardbeg, stuff like that. Let's skip Ardbeg for a second. I'm sorry. We won't do, let, let's start with blended. Cause that's what I poured in your glass here. Okay. Let's first talk about how you read these. This is single malt, scotch, 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 blended malt, scotch. Okay. Mm hmm. Um, again, 10,000 foot view malt. When it says on there, if it says malt, that means that the only grain in it is malted barley. So all of these whiskeys on this table, they're only malted barley whiskeys. Okay. All right. So that's when you're reading scotch by reading the label, by reading the one line there, it can tell you everything you really need to know about these, these whiskeys single insinuates that it only came from one source. So this Ardbeg is a single malt scotch whiskey, meaning that this came from one distillery. Blended insinuates multiple distilleries. Makes sense. But it is still a malt scotch whiskey. Are there different types of malt? Uh, So malting is a process. Oh, it's not a grain. Uh, uh, Barley is the grain. Malting is a process in where they will, um, they sprout the grain and then they like heat it up. Okay. And they like basically roast it. Think like coffee roasting, if you will. Okay. Um, so that's the malting process. It gives very specific flavor. So malted barley is where bar- barley that they have sprouted and then they malt it. They roast it. Okay. Can I ask another question? Yeah. To be a scotch, does it, have to contain malted barley i know it has um, to be made in scotland but can you have a scotch that doesn't have malted i believe barley? there are scotches that are multi grains but i could be wrong i am not a scotch authority by any means okay and i will also preface all this by saying i like scotch 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 i love scotch but i'm not an authority okay i'm not i'm not ron burgundy it's just i'm not an authority um so there may be some some misinformation here, but I'm doing the best I can. Um, single malt scotches are from one single, in, in, insinuates one location, blended, is what we're drinking right now. This is Monkey Shoulder. Monkey Shoulder is a blended malt scotch. You'll notice there's no smell of peat, no smell of... Not at all. Not at all. It, it's not on the nose. It's not on the taste either. Monkey Shoulder is a great beginner scotch. It's really, really good. It's cheap. It's like 30 bucks for a bottle. It's a very attractive bottle. Yeah. If you're wanting to get started in scotches, 
if you don't like smokiness, monkey shoulder is a great step in. It gets you traditional scotch flavors, which we won't get into tonight a, a ton because we'll explore these more later individually. But I did want you to get a taste so you can see like what to expect from different areas of different scotches. So this one is just very sweet and very smooth. It's um, so in differences of scotch versus like say bourbon. Bourbon is required to be in virgin barrels. Mm-hmm. Scotch is almost always made in used barrels. What were they used for? That's a very long conversation, but I'll give you the 10,000 foot view of that. Oftentimes bourbon, uh, sherry cask, um, sometimes port wine barrels. Okay. So a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. Okay. The Scots apparently love to use recycled barrels. They would, they would. And there's a, that's a whole nother topic of conversation we could have about first fills and second fills, which it's, it's, Time frame tonight. We can't get into that. Okay. I would love to talk about that another time. Anyway, that was monkey shoulder. It gives you an idea of what a blended scotch, non-peated scotch is supposed to taste like. Great beginner scotch. I really enjoy that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's very good. The The biggest region, um, not, not the biggest region. I'm sorry. It's one of the smallest regions actually, but the largest amount of scotch in the world is actually Speyside scotches. It's from the Speyside region, which is technically part of the Scottish Highlands, mm-hmm. but it's around the River Spey specifically. Um, and generally water that they use to distill these whiskeys um, is from the River Spey. Speyside scotches are very, um, they're usually sweet. Now, I will say that there are exceptions to all of these rules. There are Speyside whiskeys out there that use peat in their, in their malting process. There are Isla scotches that don't use peat, but the general rule of thumb is Isla's use, um, a smoking process when they malt and others generally do not. You do have, you do have exceptions to that. We'll cover those later, but anyway, space sides generally are sweet. Um, they will have like a pear note to them. Very fruity oftentimes. So a good example of that is Glen Livet 12. Okay. It's a single malt scotch. 12 years of age. So this is the first space side. This is the first space side. Yes. Again, pouring very small pours. One of these times I'm going to pour a huge pour on accident. And then if that happens, you have to shoot it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, this is Glen of at 12. You'll notice on the nose, it has very sweet, fruity characteristics. On the mouth, it's a lot thinner. Almost, uh, again, no smokiness there. Um, I get that pear slash apple taste. I do too. That's going to be a Glenlivet 12 is probably the most popular Speyside whiskey out there. It's the, the, uh, the standard by with, with, with which all Speysides are measured. I get, I really get that fruity kind of flavor on the finish. Fun fact about Glenlivet. When Scotland started requiring, uh, licensing to be a distiller for scotch, Glenlivet was the first distillery to be, uh, licensed in Scotland to make, to make scotch. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, another example of that is Glen Fittick. This is a 12 year splash for you. Splash for me. Whoop, too big of a splash. Now I have to shoot it. Similar notes. Yeah. This one's um, more confectionery, a little thicker. Not quite as thin as Glenlivet. Yeah. Very similar though. I I did get more fruitiness from the Glen Levitt though. Um the first one? Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Very similar. Am I losing you yet? I don't think so. Okay. 
On to number four. We're almost halfway through, Nate. This is our last space side. Mm-hmm. This is Glenn Faudry. Oh, let's see here. This is a French oak cask finished. It says in Scottish Gaelic, Fion Frangach. I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced. I speak very fluent Scottish Gaelic, if you couldn't tell. Means French wine. Uh, we chose this ancient name to reflect the beautiful depth of flavor created during secondary maturation in French wine casks. The, cac- the cask casking process is a whole nother episode that we could have um, about the casks. But again, this is a Speyside single malt whiskey. So we're tasting these so we can get a basic idea of what, what's going on here in the Speyside region. This, like I said, this space sides make up the largest share of scotch in the world. So when people say scotch is smoky, they're obviously not trying the vast majority of, of scotches out there. Yeah. I didn't pour myself any. I poured yours, you some, and then I read it. It was a good pop. Throwing back some scotch down here. Got some on my hand. It smells delicious. Again, back to that sweet, fruity. Yeah, I can. The nose on this one is very sweet and fruity. This one definitely has. I I get that wine coming through on the finish. Absolutely. Yeah. Very much so. That is tasty, though. That is good, isn't it? That is very good. Kind of some. Uh. Angel's Envy vibes going on there. That might be my favorite one so far. The Glen Fodry? Yeah, that's real good. Turning Nate into a scotch guy. Here we go. All right, space sides are done. On to the largest region in scotch. The largest region, you guys have heard of it, the Scottish Highlands. You can talk about land when you say largest, right? Like Correct. It's, okay. By land mass, the Highlands are... Uh, the northern portion yeah. of Scotland. Um, we have two, in in my opinion, two of the best. Um, when I say best, uh, I take it back. Two of the most notable Highland scotches out there. We got Glenmore Angie Ten, which is pretty common, and Macallan Twelve. Macallan Twelve is probably the scotch that I have most heard referenced in TV shows and movies. It's a classy bottle. Yeah. It is also, um, from what I have read and heard, this is actually there. There is some, um, counterfeiting that goes on with McAllen 12. Oh, McAllen in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, McAllen is like the, the cat's meow of scotch out there. Kind of like the Sazerac wine this, happening. This is their, uh, this is their most affordable bottle, the, the Callan 12. And they put pride in this. You could tell like that this is a, it's made to look classy. It's made to look like it belongs on someone's desk in an office. It looks like a gentleman's scotch. It does look like a gentleman's scotch. Like something Bing Crosby would sip. Neat, of course. Try to go small pours here. I don't need to have Sarah drive you home. <laughs> I don't need that either, to be honest with you. <laughs> I had to be driven home. My wife would be so furious. <laughs> uh, McAllen 12 is a Highland single malt Scotch whiskey. This is double casked, uh, matured exclusively in the perfect balance of hand-picked sherry seasoned American and European oak casks. Mm. So when there, those are both um, American. So the double oaked means that it was oaked in this type of barrel for a short, for a period of time and then oaked in this type of barrel for the rest of it. Speyside, like I was saying, actually falls in the Highlands region. Different, not terribly different. More confectionery sweet, in my opinion, than floral. Or I'm sorry, than than fruity. Maybe some floral notes in there. I got something on the finish that was reminiscent of, of fruity to me, but it might have been more floral. Um, I'm getting a heavy caramel note on this one. 
It's also very tasty. Very tasty. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, have you noticed so far that we've drank five different scotches and not a one of them has been smoky has at been all. smoky at all. A great representation of a Highland scotch. Delicious. The next one is Glen Morangi. Uh, 10. 10 years aged in bourbon casks. The original smooth, creamy, luscious with notes of orange, honey, vanilla, and peach. Ooh. That's got to be the best pop pop yet. Yeah, baby. I bought this just for this. Yeah. Because I wanted to have some good representations from the different, the different regions. And I only had Macallan 12 on the shelf. It's the only Highland I had. I am a space side lover. Yeah. I can see why. This one, I right off the bat, I'm getting a, a, a caramel, um, almost graham crackery smell. This one's very bourbony to me. Notably, not smoky, right? Yeah, I'm really picking up on that honey. Honey, yeah, that's a good note. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the uh, the peach or the yeah. orange. Very slight, slight fruit note. Um, again, I'm having very small tastes of these, but, uh, honey was overwhelming, not in a bad way. Like uh, the overwhelming flavor I got from it was honey. Okay. So you just got Highlands. We've gone through blended. We've gone, well, that's blended space side. We've gone through space sides. We've gone through Highlands. Now we're going to hit the lowlands. Now, as you might expect, the lowlands are lower than the highlands. That makes sense. Yeah. It's in the southern region. That makes sense. I don't know a whole lot about Scotland. I looked up a map. Did you? While we were talking. Nice. This is where we start getting into some smokiness. Bothan. Bothan of the lowlands. Uh, Distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland. It's a sher- This is a sherry expression. They have a bourbon expression and a sherry expression. So they have some that have been aged in bourbon barrels, some that have been aged in sherry barrels. Makes I sense. prefer... Um, and when, it's, when I'm coming to scotch, I prefer like the fruitiness as opposed to like the confectionery that comes from bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I like space side that have been in sherry casks. So in when coming coming to the lowlands, I picked a bottle that was a sherry cask because I like sherry cask stuff. Um, but this is lowlands. It's going to have a little bit of a smokiness. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Bothan. I'm going to guess they use some sort of peat in their process for, for malting because there's just a, a tad, not ILA level, but there's a tad of smoke in there. Okay. You may still like this. I know you don't like smoky scotches. Can I also say that um, Bothan sounds like a monster from the Witcher series? It's like, it? we need your help, Witcher. We have a Bothan down by the bog. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Like he was attacked by a Bothan on the street. Everything in Scotland just is Witcher-ish. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. They have locks. I don't get the smoke on the nose. Me neither. It's there at the finish. It's just barely there. Bothan, the label says, a wonderful, delicate, balanced single malt whiskey distilled in a true, slow, lowland fashion, characteristically, characteristically citrusy and light with sweet cereal and floral aromas. This is an ex-sherry matured expression, a marriage of selected bourbon barrels and sherry hogsheads, accents the floral and gentle fruity character of the traditional lowland style. Casks are ex-bourbon plus ex-sherry. Profile is balanced, floral, and fruity. The flavors are sultana, biscuit, and blossom honey. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what a sultana is. I know what biscuits are. This doesn't taste anything like biscuits. No. And uh, I like honey. And I'm guessing blossom honey is early in the year when the flowers are all blooming and it has more of a floral note to the honey. Probably like a... I'm getting a little bit of floral to this, but most of what I'm getting is like caramel with a little bit of smoke. Like if I took one of those uh, salted caramel chocolates that we love, the dark chocolate salted caramel things... Mm -hmm. And made a s'more out of it. Had that smokiness from the s'more. Are you getting smoky at all in that? Very little bit at the end, but 
so there's a lady at my work uh-huh. that raises bees. Uh-huh. And she brings honey to work and sells it. You can buy $10 for a jar of honey from her. Yeah. Um, well, she just brought in a batch of honey and it, it she called it spring honey. Okay. I, I didn't know there was a difference between spring honey and winter honey. But the winter honey looks like honey, like caramely kind of a color. Yeah. The spring honey was almost translucent. Like it was almost clear. Really? Just a very slight hint of that honey kind of a color. And when you, a lady at work bought it, bought both of them from her. And we had a taste test to see if you could taste the difference. The spring honey had a much like clearer, cleaner kind of a flavor. And you could really taste the floral notes in it more. Um, and that's what that reminded me of like a, a honey with just a, a hint of like a floral. I think about like, um, you know, like those little purple flowers that pop up in clovers. Yeah. That's what it kind of, when I was a kid, we used to eat, <laughs> we used to eat those. And that's kind of what that reminds me of a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, my dad's raised bees, but, um, I didn't really pay attention a whole lot. So I don't know. I mean, we've thought about getting bees. I want bees so bad. Yeah, you got a great yard for it too. I know. Yeah, I do too. Except I don't like getting stung. Well, I think they make these suits. I mean, I've helped my dad like get uh wild. You like, helped him move a hive hives. one time, right? Yeah. No, we had a friend that cut a tree down and didn't realize there was a beehive in the tree. That's what it was. Yeah, and it fell and Dad was like, well, we need to save this bee colony. We tried. We think the queen died. We couldn't find the queen. Mm. So it didn't survive. The colony didn't survive. But those bees were so docile. I literally was picking up handfuls of them in my hand. And they didn't sting me at all. I didn't get stung, stung once. I, for some weird reason, recently, Instagram's been forcing me to watch these videos from this chick that's a bee handler. I love those videos. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She, she's like, she's nuts. She's nuts. She opens up like those old washing machines and houses and suitcases and yeah. just random stuff. And, and she she takes the queen and, and she like puts some kind of smoke or pheromones or something. I don't know what she does. but Yeah. But that, yeah, she does the same thing. Just handfuls of bees, just throwing them in. Yeah. When we did uh, this uh, hive... We didn't wear any protective gear. I wore a long sleeve shirt. That was it. Yeah. No mask or veil, whatever they call that. No mm-hmm. gloves, anything. And uh, they were docile as can be. And literally, I was just picking them up by the handful and putting them in. That's crazy to me. This container. Wow. And uh, anyway, I, it's made me a little bit intrigued about keeping bees. But anyway, the people aren't we're not talking about honey right now. We're talking about scotch. This is the one. Oh, Nate just turned his nose up. I only have one bottle of Isla Scotch in my collection uh-huh. because if you're going to be a Scotch drinker, you need to know what Isla whiskey tastes like. This is the quintessential Isla whiskey. There's a couple. There's uh, Lagavulin. There's Ardbeg. There's you know you could go on and on down the list, but Ardbeg, it's even called the ultimate mm. Isla single malt Scotch whiskey. This is what I believe. So it's the most unique amongst this entire table of whiskey we have out here. Mm-hmm. This is by far the most unique. And this is why I attribute. Oh, this is this is what I think people attribute scotch to being smoky is because it's the most unique thing they've tasted when it comes to scotch. Yeah. And I kind of hate that because scotch just kind of gets a bad name with people that are Un, that it's unknown to because there's some incredible whiskeys here everything we've tried so far i absolutely loved seriously it's incredible like yeah. there's there's i don't use that word lightly and you don't use that word lightly no that last one i just can't stop thinking about it the boffin yeah yeah really you liked it that much i liked it a lot really okay well uh we're not drinking boffin anymore we're drinking ardbeg i know i'm scared and this is like this is like iodine salt seaweed like if a mermaid pooped on your desk and you like used your hand and just like pushed it into a cup and then sloshed it in some water and drank it. Yeah. Like that's this. I'm trying to paint a picture here, guys. Some people love this. Mrs. Codger loves this stuff. She poured a tall glass of this before she left down here and took it upstairs with her. Yeah. You love it or you hate it. 
I it's okay. It tastes okay in very I can drink this small teeny tiny amount. Mm-hmm. Like one fifth of a pour. <laughs> yeah. I can drink it in that amount and it's just eh. It's rough though. You said something I can't stop thinking about. What's that? And how do you think mermaids poop? <laughs> like you said that and I just keep thinking about their tails and everything. They don't have I mean, I don't know. You think it comes out by the fin down by their feet? I mean, fish poop. Fish pee, too. Sarah got peed on by a fish today. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I keep thinking about, like, the Little Mermaid. And I just, I, I like just. the uncensored version of the Little Mermaid, she's taking a dump. <laughs> but where's it coming from? That's what I'm saying. I don't know, man. All right, well, anyway. But that's what this, this is, like, salty, briny, smoky. Yeah, I'm just gonna drink it now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the front when you when you first pour it in your mouth, it's not bad. It's the finish that all that peat at the end hits you, and it lingers forever. Yeah, I'm glad we did this last. Yeah, well, see if I had had you try this first, that taste would have permeated through all of these. I feel like I'm sucking on a band aid. <laughs> But yeah, am I, do you get that? Like the iodine, the mm-hmm. band-aids is, is a great way of putting that. Yeah, I'm going to chug the rest of this water. <clears throat> We've been rinsing our glasses with water between each one. It's not to the point where it lingers, man. It's still there. Yeah. Let me try smoking this deer tongue. <laughs> Bothan right now is on sale at Total Wine. Mm-hmm. Buy all the Bothan. There's two Bothans they have on. So both Bothans are on sale. If you buy two bottles, you can mix and match $10 off. It's $32 a bottle. Well, that ain't bad. Yeah. So you're at 64 bucks. If you buy two bottles, you get $10 off. You're at $54 for two bottles of scotch. That was, you can get the bourbon expression. You get the sherry expression. You got both types. I really, really, really liked this. Uh, the Glen Faudry. Glen Faudry. I would have to say that Glen Fodry might be my favorite, but that Bothan just stuck with me. Yeah. It's like a floral honeyness to it that just, it really made me want to go back for some more. Like it's just, it's delicious. If you're, if you're have a hankering for some more, you can have some more. We've had a lot of whiskey already though. So yeah, maybe not tonight, but <laughs> I just want to say, I appreciate you doing this because for the longest time, and I've, I've said this before, I just assumed that I didn't like scotches because, and I, like I said, I used to drink Glenlivet 12 um, years ago, and I loved it. And then I went over to a buddy's house, and he would pour me some scotch, and I tried it, and it must have been an Isla scotch because it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was, but uh, when I drank it, I, I thought, and you mentioned Lagavulin. Lagavulin is so incredibly popular because that's Ron Swanson's favorite scotch. Is it? Yeah, and that. he has, Nick Offerman has his own bottle, like it comes in a case and everything. He's like, he went to the factory, I believe, honestly, they saw that episode of Parks and Rec and got a hold of Nick Offerman and he has like a, a thing with him now. Really? They make a Nick Offerman bottle and everything that comes out, I think it comes huh. like a wooden box with his face on it. Really? Like burned into it. Yeah, I need to get some of that then. Um, I don't even like Lagavulin, but... but I do like Ron Swanson. I love Ron Swanson, but that's the kind of thing because Ron Swanson is like a man. Yeah. And when people say scotches, they're like, oh, you know, that's like a, a man's drink. Yeah. A scotch. And when I drank the peaty one, I was like, I am not a man because <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't like that and I don't want that. Yeah. So, you know, go, going back a little bit, like I said, there are exceptions to all of these rules. There are space sides that use peat. There are a handful of them. There are hundreds of distilleries in Speyside region. Mm-hmm. I I read somewhere, I don't know the exact number, but it was like, I think 40% of the scotch in the, produced in the world, or per, that goes throughout the world, is Speyside scotch. Mm. I mean, you have, Glenlivet is the, one of the largest distilleries in the world. Um, and it's probably the number one selling scotch out there. Um, so Speysides make up a huge, huge, huge segment of that market, of the scotch market. 40% doesn't seem like 
a huge majority, but when you figure how small the Speyside region is, it literally is known for its scotch. Yeah. Um, the Highlands being a massive area of land, it makes up, Highlands makes up like 50% of Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. And they do put out quite a bit. Uh, Highlands is really known for a lot of sherry casks and stuff, uh, sherry cask blends or whiskeys and stuff like that. You know, not all I, the ones I have here are not um, necessarily sherry cask uh, blends, but they're known for being, you know, sweeter floral, that, um, that sherry taste to them. Yeah. Cause when they have these, um, these barrels, it's estimated that in the barrel itself, it could contain up to six liters of the original spirit that was put in, or the original, the original uh, um, up thing that was put in it. So they kind of up to six liters of like sherry yeah. still in the cask or port or bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. That seems so, like it would really taint it. You would think. It, yeah. But it's like, it's absorbed into the wood. Right. So lo- most of that's not actually in the barrel. It's like, I see what you mean in the barrel. Yeah. Okay. But so a lot it, of that comes out, it. especially so, the smaller the barrel, in theory, the more prominent the flavoring would be. You would think, yeah. yeah. Deductive reasoning would make you think it is, but I don't know. Be just diluted. Yeah, that's probably a 75% thing, but... I'm speaking it as truth from now on. Okay. As long as I live. Uh, I was I actually did a little bit of research recently preparing for this episode, and I didn't realize how many different barrels there are. I thought a barrel is a barrel is a barrel is a barrel is a barrel. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different, this is a whole nother topic for another, I and mean, there's so many directions we could go with this for other episodes, but there are barrels that range from small little casks mm-hmm. to the size of like a bowling ball size on up to sizes that you would need to send my truck to haul one barrel. Really? Huge, huge barrels. That answers a lot of questions you, I've had. You probably heard the time, the, I think it was one of these I read that said Hogshead on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the Bothan. Was it the Bothan? Yeah. Uh, what was the uh, S- Seattle Pipe Club has a blend called Hogshead, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and it was like they aged it in one of those barrels. Aged it in one of those barrels, if I remember right. Ooh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so there's a lot of overlap between the tobacco and whiskey world. Oh yeah, it would be neat, or just liquor, or just alcohol in general, and they go so well together. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but there's lots of blends that are stored. And or have like different staves in them, like uh, for you know added flavoring and whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this was fun, man. I really enjoyed uh, going through and doing this this little experiment. No, I really, really appreciate it. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Um, Did I make a Scotch person out of you? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. I mean, I still love bourbon. You know what I mean. <laughs> But uh, I'm definitely, previously I would have said I'm not a huge scotch guy, but now I would say I am a huge scotch guy. Yeah. There's there's so much diversity in this. Yeah. So many good little flavors throughout here. And we hit, like I said, a 10,000 foot view of these today. Didn't We tasted very small samples. We didn't really take time to think through them or anything like that. I would love to explore some of these more for blends for the week. Oh yeah, I would too. Um, I mean, a lot of times when we try bourbon, we get a lot of the same kind of notes. Um, and that's kind of what you get used to. Yeah. When we did the angels envy, the, um, was it the single barrel or the reserve? It was kept in, was it a sherry cask or a port cask? Port, port wine. Yeah. It was a port wine barrel, right? Yeah. That one had a little bit of that port wine flavor mm-hmm. in, in the, the bourbon. But I feel like, Almost every one of these had a little bit of a different fruitiness to it or a little bit different, like just what I'm not used to because I'm used to drinking bourbon. Um, Not that bourbons can't be diverse. Sure. Because they can. But to me, with just this eight bottles that you have here, I was getting some very drastically different flavors from these. And I think that's, I find that to be very appealing. That's awesome. I just, I'm trying to spread the good, the good news about scotch because it is a wonderful, wonderful spirit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really gets a bad rap because people are automatically turned off by things like Ardbeg. Yeah. Um, and 
I hope there's people out there that love Ardbeg. Like I, there has to be, right? It has to be, right? <laughs> it wouldn't stay. In, I, I know there's people that are like militantly in love with things like Ardbeg. Yeah. Um, v- people that love PD scotches tend to be very passionate about it. Um, and I think sometimes that may do a disservice <laughs> to scotch as a whole. Yeah. Because they try to, you know, when you're passionate about something, you try to win your friends over with it, right? Yeah. They say, oh, I love scotch. Try this. And then they try to like, oh, I hate scotch. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to break through that barrier. I'm hoping I hope somebody listens to this. I hope one person listens to this and is like, you know what? I'm going to try some scotch. Yeah. I don't like peatiness, but I'm going to try some different scotches. So a real quick, I'm going to do this in like 30 seconds. Here's some stuff that we drank tonight that's not peaty. So we'll set Ardbeg aside because Ardbeg is peaty. We had Glenfiddich 12. We had Glenlivet 12. We had Glenfaudry. Those are all space sides. We had Glenmorangie 10. We had Macallan 12. Those are both Highland scotches. We had Bothan, which is a lowland. That's the sherry expression. And we had Monkey Shoulder, which is a blended space side. All of those, in my opinion, would make great scotches for you guys to try. Yeah to dip your toe in. If you've been turned off by scotch being smoky, try one of those. I, I think that it would do you, do you well to try something different. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think that's it. That's all I got. It wasn't super organized, but I, I was, I thoroughly enjoyed this. No. Yeah. I, I really, I, like I said, I really appreciate it. Um, consider me a convert. You know what I mean? Oh, I converted somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us what you guys think. Reach out to us, pipes, pours and pals at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Instagram at Pipes, Pours, and Pals. You can reach Nate at Indiana Nate. You can reach myself, Justin, at the Coffee Pot Codger. You can reach Mrs. Codger at Mrs. Codger. Got anything else, man? No, I think that's. Uh, I think that'll do it. Reminder, next week we will be drinking Eagle Rare and smoking Blockade Runner. Very excited. He's very excited, if you can't tell. <laughs> he sounded so excited. Have a great night, everybody.